This episode is sponsored by Porkbun, a refreshingly different domain name registrar. Get a free .app or .dev domain name for your next online project by visiting porkbunstack.dev and using the coupon code STACKPODCAST at checkout. If you're looking to create a new project and you want a free domain, make sure to use that link and coupon code and you'll let them know the podcast sent you. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Stack Overflow podcast, slightly gravelly baritone voice edition. I am Ben Popper, director of content here at Stack Overflow. I went to a friend's 40th birthday party last night. And for those of you who don't know, the wonderful James Murphy of LCD Sound System now has a coffee shop by day, dance club by night with quite a good sound system. So we had a fun time. I am here as I often am with my wonderful colleague and collaborator, Ryan Donovan. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Ben. Sound extra smooth. Thank you. Yeah, I'm pitching myself for the next LCD sound system live tour. (laughs) So back in 2021, you and I got the chance to chat with some folks at Oso and also to do a blog post with them. We're having them back on the show today. That old blog post, remind me what it was about. Maybe that'll give people a frame of reference for some of what we're going to chat about today. Um, I believe it was uh, best practices for API. I think it was just off. Yeah. I think we just off. did a little d- double duty. Gotcha, gotcha. We, I was just listening back to a podcast where people talk about auth and whether you're, are you saying authentication or authorization? And we really, we got to come up with some better nomenclature because auth is too close. <laughs> but yeah, we're happy to have Sam from Oso back on the show to talk about authorization, some of the stuff that they've written recently, and uh, yeah, what's been going on with the company over the last year. So Sam, welcome back to the Stack Overflow podcast. Hey, thanks for having me back. So originally, you were slated to come on to talk about a very popular blog post you wrote, Why Authorization is So Hard, and then you were going to write Why Authorization is So Hard Part 2. That actually ended up coming out a little while ago, and I think you told us it went off the rails in a different direction, or rather it became about rails. So why is Authorization So Hard Part 2, and what does this have to do with rails? Fantastic pun and segue, by the way. Thank you. That was good. (laughs) Many years ago, we wrote this blog post, Why Authorization is Hard, where we basically shared the kinds of things we had heard from, you know, all the companies we'd met about what they were struggling with, with authorization. And we, we touched on things like, you know, it's, it's hard to know how to, to write your authorization logic and get complex over time. We spoke about things like it's hard to know where to store data in your architecture. And like, it's hard to do all the kind of different enforcement things you might need to from the database all the way to like the front end. And it, it resonated with, with a ton of folks, but you know, the natural thing that happens was everyone came and was like, ah, but you missed X and Y and Z and you didn't really talk about how to do this and this. We're like, okay. That's so, how developers leave comments. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, okay, okay. Yeah. We were, we were scratching the surface. All right. It was a long enough post. It was already like 5,000 words. Yeah. Give, give me a break. <laughs> but so, okay. So like we, you know, we accumulated, you know, more and more things and details on like some of the nuances, you know, okay. So like, you know, it's, it's not as simple as like centralize or decentralize your data. It's a mix of both. And, and, and so I started writing a, you know, a part two that sort of went into more depth and all those things. And the draft got to about 10,000 words. And we realized that nobody, <laughs> nobody quite cared about authorization that much other than us. And so what we kind of realized was like, okay, maybe at this point, people don't want more problems, like more reasons why it's hard. They maybe want to be given a, a little bit more of the, you know, the, what they can do about it and, and the solutions and, and things like that. And yeah, we, we had this kind of premise that, you know, we should, how do we make authorization more opinionated? How do we give people best practices? And it, it's reminding me of my, my very beginning days of web development. So probably about 10 plus years ago, I had a friend who 
you know, wanted to build a startup and, you know, I was the only kind of developer adjacent person he knew. So he asked me, could he, could I help? And so I went and learned how to do web development. I did it through this amazing tutorial called Rails for Zombies. It was a Ruby on Rails <laughs> tutorial where the whole thing was like building Twitter for zombies, basically. <laughs> Phenomenal course. You should go and like look it up. It's great. Awesome. But the, the thing that was awesome about Rails is that it is very opinionated about how you should build a web app. And it's got a lot of built-in conventions. You know, model view controller, MVC was like this, this structured way to think about the different parts of what a web app has to do. And those things, you know, stuck with me for, forever. Like I, you know, I don't read, really, I don't do much Rails development anymore. We at so we mostly do things in Rust, but I still think about everything as like MVC. And so mm. that was kind of like the challenge we put to ourselves is like, what, what would it look like if authorization had like a Rails equivalent? So what would be the uh, opinionated version? I mean, I know that one of the problems is like the OAuth spec is, is very much not opinionated. We had a two-part blog series on OAuth and how it works and the spec itself. And that's been very popular. So I'd be very interested in, you know, how you put the rails on it. <laughs> yeah. So I guess like one, one quick segue on, on like OAuth specifically is it's a, again, this is what you're right at the beginning, like OAuth, authentication, authorization, each of those terms are kind of not, not super helpful. They all like cover different <laughs> pieces of things and, right. you know, like the HTTP header, which is authorization is primarily used for authentication. You pass in like credentials with the authorization header and, and so, like, similarly, you know, OAuth is a, a big part of that is around kind of a concept of delegated authorization very specifically, which is, you know, the giving services consent to access your data, things like that, which can often, and then there's kind of like a layer on top of it, which is more for authentication, which is ways that you can implement things like single sign-on, right? Which is like, I give this app that I want to connect to permission to talk to GitHub to verify my identity and know things about my identity. They're using like delegated authorization there to implement an authentication layer. All of that is entirely distinct from a lot of the stuff that we talk with folks about for authorization, which is like, how do you build the core like permissions logic into your application? So, you know, you're building a SaaS product and you want to make sure that admins at organizations can invite users and that members are allowed to create documents and things like that. Like, you know, who can do what inside your app? That's the core piece of authorization that, that we often talk with folks about that we focus on. And OAuth is kind of a somewhat overlapping, but not entirely the same part of that. So putting that putting that segue aside, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think the, uh, the the simplest differentiator I've heard is that authentication is who are you, and authorization is should you be here. Yeah, exactly. Authentication, who are you, identity stuff like that. Authorization, okay, and like what can what can you do? But then there's like yeah, and then there's things like OAuth, which like crosses those two things in, in mm-hmm. strange ways. So when, so when we think about like the authorization, like application level authorization, like what can you do inside of an app? We sort of have our own our own framework for thinking about it. And it's kind of like our version of MVC, but for authorization. So we think of it as made up of these three things. One is the logic, two is data, and three is enforcement. So for example, suppose, yeah, suppose a user wants to come into a into your web application and they want to know, like create a new project. Well, the three pieces of that might be Maybe only only admins at companies are allowed to create projects. That would be like the logical piece, right? Who can do what inside the app? Like abstractly, admins are allowed to do this thing. The the data is like the concrete piece, right? Like this user who is trying to do this thing, like are they an admin at this particular company? Like that piece of data might have come from an OAuth token or a JOT token. It might live in the database. It might be you know something else. That's like the data piece. And then like the enforcement is 
now you've got like your logical rules plus like the concrete data. You combine those together and get like a decision. Like, can this person do this thing? Enforcement is like, what do you do with that? Like, do you return an error page? Do you just like pretend that things don't exist? Do you like log an order event and, you know, and so on and so on. So I guess one question that comes to mind as we're talking about this is what modern architecture for software development means for all of this. Stack Overflow, when it began, was on a physical server located inside the same building where people were working. It's, it was a grand monolith uh, that we are still in the process of dismembering and keeping the, the parts we like. <laughs> but when I talk to you know folks who are working at newer companies, there's a lot of cloud and containers and microservices, all of which are connecting to each other, but not all of which you know they own. So when you talk about this, yeah, rules of logic, data, and permission, how do you make that work with a more modern sort of infrastructure stack? Yeah, so there's like two, there's two big trends that I think are impacting authorization right now. One is like the rise of SaaS, your software as a service. Almost everything these days, especially like at a startup, you consume is like via a SaaS product, like, you know, everything you work on. And this is creating like a, a really increased need for like good authorization solutions because when you build a SaaS product, you probably want like, you know, organizations to only interact with like their own resources. You don't want everyone to be able to do everything. And so suddenly you need like some concept of like multi-tenancy, which is like fundamental an authorization problem. But then you have like, you know, as you sort of have larger and larger companies using you, there's like multiple teams, departments, like even sub sub companies within companies that are all using this one product. Uh, and you need to be able to have that granular access because, you know, I shouldn't be able to see things that, you know, other teams are working on and be able to see like, information in, in like sensitive information those other teams have or I'm you know I'm using my HR SaaS product I shouldn't be able to see everybody's salaries I can only see my direct <laughs> salaries like th- you know things like that and so like this rise of SaaS has created a huge need for like authorization like there's just more people out there who are trying to implement this kind of thing and then as you said there's like this in- architectural trend where like a, a big move of people towards like microservices and even not in like the extreme you know uber cases of microservices where you have 3,000 but you know, even like two <laughs> services or three services, right? Maybe you just have a couple of apps that you have a separate backends for. The thing about like authorization and any kind of distributed architecture that's that's challenging is that unlike many things, authorization is something that almost always has to be shared across like everything inside your architecture. Because when I say who can you do, who, what can you do inside of an app? Um, you know, you can see this thing because you're a member at some organization, like. That's going to apply everywhere. It's, it's very unlikely that you have like some app that doesn't care about authorization. Yeah, you can do anything in this one, but not in this one. And so that brings with it like a lot of unique challenges, especially around those things I was just talking about, right? Like there's, you know, so the logic piece of who can do what needs to be shared across these, all these microservices. The data of like what roles people has, something needs to be shared across all these microservices. You know, enforcement needs to happen in each of these microservices. So it's not like one of these really nice problems that you can just oh, we need a service to do blah, let's like stand up a service and let it do its thing. It's, we want a service that can do authorization and then we need to find a way to integrate it into every service, make it so that every team can like interact with it, that, you know, that can share data between all these services um, and just bring so many like fascinating challenges with it. When you talked about the, uh, the, the MVC model of auth, I know with that, they're often separated out, but not always. Do you have sort of a best practices take on whether you separate the the auth, logic, enforcement, and data out? Yeah, it's a great question. And yeah, the, sh- the short version is is yes. So what we what we've seen is 
that you very much want to separate out the shared pieces. So in particular, right, you have if you have that like core shared authorization model of who can do what, you want that to be in a central place. Because and like the, the main reason I see for that is around the, the customer experience that it creates. So you'll you'll see some places maybe they'll have each team owns their own service and they'll implement authorization slightly differently. And that's when you get those like kind of weird products where like you go to a different screen and suddenly things work differently, or maybe you have to have like your role that you had over in one place doesn't work somewhere else. And like that creates a really inconsistent, bad user experience. So you're going to want to have that like core, core role-based access control model centralized, like the data around it. So like what roles people have, things like that. However, what you also want, at least, I mean, this is our like opinion on this at least, is that each individual team, like if they own their own like services, they have that like domain knowledge of that like specific app and what it would mean for someone to get like access and be able to do different things within it. So you want to kind of try and create this sort of balance between a shared central thing that is kind of like the core structure that applies across the whole org. But then like on my app, like I, you know, I have the specific knowledge, you know, I'm on the the project service and like, I, I know what it, like what kinds of things you can do on a project. And I want to, I want to be able to control like what can somebody do on a project level like I should have enough ownership that I can contribute to that like central model and like that I can bring my own data with it. Cause if I, you know, if I want to go and implement a new feature, you know, I don't want to lose control of that. I need to wait for like, you know, a PR or like, you know, I need to wait for like some other team to go and implement this like <laughs> authorization feature. Like I want to go ship my thing. I want to get it done. And like, I know how to do that better. So getting that balance right is important. So Sam, a few weeks ago, we had some folks come on the show with Cassidy Williams and myself from Cerbos, you know, and they talked as you have about how there's just a really you know growing demand for this. So you're both in the same business. They have an open core model, but uh, you know a lot of what you said today kind of rings true. If I'm a developer listening to this, or I'm an organization who's considering you know how I want to handle authorization, how would you delineate between you know the two companies? Do you think there's a different philosophy, different toolkit? You know what should people who are listening know about kind of what the market looks like? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, there's a couple of like core core differences out there and how people approach those kind of logic data enforcement pieces. Um, and like a couple of kind of like core technologies that exist out there in the market and, and things that people have done around them. So I'll kind of go through those in turn and sort of talk about like the what we've done at Oso, maybe how others in like the market have approached it. Okay, so starting with logic, right? The way that you represent who can do what inside of an application. So a lot of this comes down to people having something like a policy language, uh, maybe a configuration language, or like, yeah, some, some kind of way of having like a central definition of who can do what inside the application. And so, for example, I, th- I believe that Serbois uses, has like a YAML configuration template that allows you to sort of express who can do what through that. There is, you know, other people out there that are based on OPA, Open Policy Agent. They have a language called Rego that, again, is sort of a, uh, I'd say it's like a more general purpose policy language, has a lot of uh, uptake in like the infrastructure world with like Kubernetes. So there are like folks who are building on that. And then at, at Oso, we basically built our own language called Polar that is a you know, declarative language for specifically built for authorization. The reason we went that approach kind of, again, comes down to the, the sort of being opinionated about things. What we've seen is one of the, the biggest things that, that folks struggle with, with like authorization logic is that, like, where do you even begin? Like, I have an app and I need to mm-hmm. do some things. Like, what people don't have like good mental models for what they need to go and implement. And so we've sort of provided a lot of those like best practices, like built into the language. So like we have, you know, like built in primitives for things like role-based access control, for doing relationship-based access control, 
roles is like, you know, member admin, admins can do these things, members can do these things. Uh, relationship-based access control is like, you know, you can, you know, edit a project if you're an admin of the organization it belongs to, that like belonging to pieces like a relationship or, you know, users can edit their own data, you know, ownerships like a relationship. We have things like attributes built in so you can have like public resources. So kind of what we were able to do was like from, you know, probably like thousands of conversations with engine teams that we've had is like boil down the common patterns we've seen and put them like directly into the product kind of to make it easier for people to use. So I think that's like one of the main, one of the big reasons people prefer us is that they can get something working faster rather than trying to like figure out how to build it themselves with, with some of the other ones. That seems like there's there's a trend, especially for small companies starting up to just, you know, offload, outsource these uh, complicated things that, you know, are not related to the, the business logic. Give me, give me some quick cloud hosting. Give me some off. Give me, you know, SSO eventually. <laughs> exactly. Right? Hook me up. And and honestly, we've we've got more to do there as well. Like I think we've we've simplified things dramatically with Polar, but we're sort of not not done. Uh, so we've like been implementing this like workbench thing where you can sort of visually build up an authorization policy. You don't just like learn the language to begin with. Right. It's consistently like the, the thing that people don't. They don't want to think about like the how they, they kind of roughly know what features they're trying to implement. They, want, they know that their customers are trying to achieve, but they, you know, they don't want to like learn the details of authorization on, on how to achieve that. And so that's kind of what we're striving for. Yeah. I think when we talk with Cerbos, they mentioned Go and YAML, you know, you mentioned those as possibilities. Y'all are in Rust and now you have your own, you have your own language, make it roll, roll something new, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but right. Don't make the end user. The end user can go with the workbench, especially yeah, if they're exactly. uh, maybe not on the edge team. All right, everybody, it is that time of the show. We want to shout out someone who came on Stack Overflow and helped to save some knowledge from the dustbin of history. A lifeboat badge awarded seven hours ago to Oscar Rees. Somebody was trying to solve puzzle number 15, but they were out of memory. Well, Oscar has your back with an answer. If you are listening and you enjoyed the show, I am Ben Popper, the director of content here. You can always follow me on Twitter at Ben Popper. Email us with questions or suggestions, podcast at Stack Overflow. And if you like what you hear, do us a favor, leave us a review or a rating. It really helps. I'm Ryan Donovan. I put together the newsletter and edit the blog here at Stack Overflow. Find the blog at stackoverflow.blog. And if you want to reach out, I'm on Twitter at rthordonovan. Yeah, so I'm Sam, the co-founder and CTO at Oso. I would say if you're in one of two camps, you should reach out to me. If you love thinking and talking about authorization, reach out and I'll happily entertain you and talk about how it can solve your problems. Or if you hate authorization and would never want to touch it, you should also reach out so we can kind of help help take all that stuff away from you. You can find us at osohq.com and I'm just Sam at osohq.com. So feel free to just email me directly. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening and we will talk to you soon. <laughs>